This is the PSA Podcast, where we deep dive into the business of technology and automation. Hello, and welcome back to the PSA Podcast, where we deep dive into the business of technology and automation. I'm your host, Joe Redding, the Director of Sales and Business Development here at Production Systems Automation, and I'm joined by my partner, Marty Wolf. You can find more information about PSA at www.psasystems.com. Good morning, Marty. How are you doing? Hi, Joe. Uh, back for another great show. I'm looking forward to this discussion with Peter. I checked him out on LinkedIn, so this looks really interesting. Yeah, it's going to be a great one. So today we're joined by Peter Martinez. He's the head of channel at Vention, where their mission is quite simple, to make industrial automation easier and more acceptable for all manufacturers. So a little bit of numbers uh, from Vention here. They were founded in 2016. They have over 3,000 clients on, over, on five continents and over 100,000 platform users. Wow, that's a lot of information there. Uh, with PSA being one of them, we are one of their platform users. So uh, that's a great product. We're going to learn more about it. Uh, so initially, if you want to learn more about Vention, you can visit their website at www.vention.io. That's www.vention.io. Hey, Peter, how are you this morning? Doing well, sir. Morning, Joe. Morning, Marty. Greetings from Augusta, Georgia on this sub-freezing uh, November day. Wow. So are you hanging out uh, post um, the trade show down there, Fabtech? Um, it actually, uh, yes and no. Um, I actually uh, live in Augusta, but I did I did go to Fabtech uh, last week because it was about two hours up the road. Uh, so that was a convenient uh, coincidence, but I call the great state of Georgia home. Oh, fantastic! In Augusta, wow. Yes, so sir. Have you uh, have you gone to the Masters at any? I, I have been time? fortunate enough to uh, attend a, a few rounds as a as a spectator. Um, wow. Certainly uh, not going to be invited to play on that course anytime soon <laughs> with uh, with my thirty <laughs> handicap. <laughs> well, well, you can always aspire, right? Indeed. Okay, so. Hey, that's quite a mission you have there to uh, make, you know, industrial automation easier and more acceptable for all manufacturers. Uh, can you expand on that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely, Joe. You know, I think what we see have seen in the market is that automation controls robotics, you know, probably for the first 50, 60 years of their existence has really been something, you know, reserved for premium, high-throughput manufacturers with global footprint, multi-billion dollar enterprise, et cetera. And, you know, I think starting with the evolution of some new technologies, collaborative robots, open source SDKs, things like that, in the, uh, let's say, kind of the late 2000s, early 2010s, the, um, the barriers of entry started to become reduced for small and medium-sized manufacturers or even job shops to introduce some level of automation into their processes. But, you know, that being said, there were still a lot of inefficiencies that our CEO, Etienne LaCroix, experienced uh, when he was a machine designer in his own right, where, for example, things like having to source components from various uh, distributors, having to check stock at multiple 
multiple suppliers having to hold uh, inventory in order to make uh, lead times. So he took a look back at what was going on in the market of consumer goods and the preferences we expect in our own lives and took a look at models like Ikea and Amazon where you have transparent pricing, flat pack shipping, same day or same week delivery, trying to break some of the um, legacy inefficiencies associated with maybe building an automotive assembly line where, you know, small and medium sized manufacturers who couldn't don't have necessarily the capital um, nor the um, longevity of product life cycle to embrace traditional automation methods. We wanted to put those tools on a web based cloud platform to uh, from a both a hardware, software and controls perspective uh, to allow manufacturers to really be more a master of their own destiny versus having to fully rely on suppliers. Great. So you mentioned something there that one cloud platform. And that's really pretty interesting because from the PSA perspective, and you know, we are we, we do business with Vention, so put that out there. But we have some of our engineers that use that one cloud platform where we're able to go into a 3D design platform, design it, get a bill of materials, right? And then get pricing very, like you said, very transparent. And it's quite a sales tool in of itself. Uh, we use that platform to to then engage the customers with concept reviews and things like that. And also with your team uh, going through design reviews and concept as well. So it is a really nice platform. Yeah, you know, and, and I think what, you know, we, we've sort of seen an evolution as to where we started. You know, we, we initially started our, our platform with 70 different modular uh, components, and now we've grown to several thousand. Or you might think of a uh, Vention as a, a light version of SolidWorks in terms of uh, the ability. You're not necessarily creating net new components, but you can quickly configure from a library of modular components. You know, mm -hmm. get your pricing, get your shipping weight, get your auto-generated assembly instructions, and then maybe you're going to introduce a robot into that ecosystem or maybe some linear actuation and being able to go from fixed static components like uh, you know our extruded aluminum profiles incorporate motion incorporate robotics and then have a common control system that can run the robot that can run uh, you know any seventh or eighth axis for example or Cartesian gantry systems and being able to simulate not just the physical plans and CAD layout of that system, but also simulate the motion, the cycle right. time, build your program in advance before any money is exchanged often in many, time, in many cases, which really allows um, systems integrators such as yourself and your estimation team, your concepting team, as well as our end user customers to just sort of shorten the time to market from going from idea to purchasable bill of materials, which can then be deployed. Right, right. So we're kind of going down this path of talking a little bit about your invention and, and how you go to market. So how do you differentiate yourselves? What are some of those value, key value propositions that uh, that Vention has? You know, I, I think there's, I, I like to kind of divide that into, we have some product differentiators, but also some process and ecosystem differentiators. So from a product perspective, uh, you know, we firmly believe we have the strongest extrusion aluminum on the market. We use a premium aluminum alloy 6003, which is, uh, you know, normally what you'll find in the market is 6063. So when you think about things like moment inertia, 
tensile strength, how things are linked together, vibrational resistance. We have uh, we have a very strong base, let's say, on which to build our platform from a hardware perspective. But you know, I think if we wanted to become the 20th aluminum extrusion company on the market, that's not yeah. really a, a highly differentiated business, you know, mm -hmm. in and of itself. Then it, it's a me too product. The where we differentiate is being our own global stocking distributor. And what I mean by that is, you know, whether it's from our operations facility in Europe, in Berlin, or in North America, in Montreal, we have a real-time understanding of every piece of inventory we have, where it's located, how long it would take to ship, and the ability to go from that, you know, uh, design of, let's say, a, um, you know, a robotic work cell for machine tending, and know with certainty what components are available, how long it's going to take to get it, where it's coming from, and really take a lot of principles that we've sort of learned from our e-commerce personal lives mm -hmm. and apply that to industrial hardware. Whereas for a, a traditional systems integration, you'd be on the phone with Tom, Dick, and Larry getting quotes for the 15 different pieces of equipment that you need to put your value-added cell together. And being able to bring that all to a common platform where everything is stocked, everything is available, and uh, not just having price transparency, but also lead time transparency. When you think about the supply chain interruptions that started in early 2020, you know, we found our customers really benefited from being able to go single source for a variety of components um, and having a clear understanding of when they'd be able to leverage those components. Yeah, certainly that like one, almost like the one-stop shop kind of works out really nice with your platform to get the, like you just talked about earlier robotics uh, motion control extruded aluminum uh ancillary accessories i mean you guys have yes. it all on your platform yeah yeah we, we've been very fortunate in the sense that we we started of course you know five six years ago just using vention components but then uh partnering with companies like dusan robotics like fanic robotics like on robot like universal robots epson uh, shunk, we've we've been able to you know take our our solutions you know a lot further by not just relying on our own hardware, but also being able to incorporate not just from a distribution perspective, but from a full digital twin and integrated platform perspective, components from multiple manufacturers and a common user interface, which can all be configured right on your browser. You know you don't need to use a teach pendant, for example, uh, to program a Vention palletizer. You can do it. You can log in on your iPad and uh, use our machine cloud while you're sitting uh, at your facility in Pennsylvania, Joe, you can upload a new program to your customer's plant floor in California, you know, without ever touching the machine. Uh, mm -hmm. So these are sort of the kind of how we've evolved from just our components to combining the components of others, from static to adding controls, and now from edge control to true cloud-based control of, uh, of robotic ecosystems. Yeah, in, in a fairly short period of time, you think you found it in 2016. Wow, that's quite a leap. In, indeed. I mean, I think, you know, when we, whenever you start a venture-backed business, they're certainly looking for more than 10 to 15% growth every year. And that puts a, a lot of demands on our product development team, mm. on our technical support team. But, you know, we're, uh, we've grown to almost 400 people now where uh, just five years ago we were at 10 
So we've been able to also secure the backing of some premium investors like Bain Capital, like Fidelity, like Georgian Partners to really give us, uh, you know, the financial backing uh, as well as global reach that we were seeking um, to do this. But yeah, the the pace of acceleration of Vention is 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 quite fun and you know when you think about maybe a six-month product life cycle where you at psa are putting together a, a multi-million dollar sell for one of your customers of which we might be uh the framing provider or an actuator provider uh oftentimes our product mix has considerably expanded by the time we go from quote to order so mm -hmm. it makes uh makes for an interesting challenge uh keeping up on the commercial front but we feel very fortunate to have the um the development pace um, that our uh, our investors and our executive team have set for us. I think it's really allowed us to grow and also not just focusing on one thing. We're not just a hardware platform. We're not just a software company. We're not just a logistics company. We felt to really change the industry as far as how industrial components are sourced and deployed, we had to tackle all of it. Mm. Joe, if I, can, if I can jump in, Joe. Absolutely. Permission sure. to ask a question? Peter, I find this uh, fascinating, and before COVID, I probably wouldn't be surprised by what you're saying. After COVID, I'm kind of surprised by what you're saying, and this whole idea of real-time, I hope that's a fair question. That's, and you've indicated, this isn't easy, I guess, this is, there's a lot of challenge, but COVID had to affect something or, or, or give me some feedback on that. I mean, certainly we were not, uh, you know, I, I'd be lying if I said that we didn't feel, you know, some supply chain shortages. But I, I think because we were operating outside of the traditional industrial distribution ecosystem, uh, you know, for example, if, if uh, let's say manufacturer X has 40 high tech stocking distributors in North America, if manufacturer X has a problem, all 40 of those distributors are going to feel it, right? Mm -hmm, and uh, mm -hmm. we, I would say, at, at times had to quote, you know, three, four weeks delivery where we would have liked to quote one. But we've really been able to recover and insulate ourselves. I would say uh, most Vention orders ship, ship next day. So we're, wow. uh, hmm. we're in a situation wow. now where does that – do we run out of stock of components from time to time? Sure. But um, we've – by controlling our own supply chain from extrusion through delivery, I think that's where we're at least as as well positioned as one can be, given mm -hmm. given the realities, because we don't have to rely on a middleman. That's great. Quite unique. Hope I answered your okay, question. Go. I mean, the, the, short, the short answer is yes. Of, of course, there was uh, shortages last year. Of, we make motion controllers. Those have electronics in them. You know, sometimes things get delayed, but we have been able uh, to recover. And I think like all businesses, we did some strategic reshoring as well as uh, diversity of our upstream supply uh, as well to ensure that we were uh, more insulated if something like this happens again. Excellent. Yeah. Thank you. So, Peter, so Vention was a startup organization, like you mentioned earlier, uh, back in 2016. Uh, what, what attracted you? Vention when you know, you're looking at your career today, I'm going to look at Vention. Yeah, you, you know, uh, I, I'm glad you asked that question, Joe, because uh, 
I joined Vention in April of 2017 as its first employee outside of Canada. And Canada, as you know, had some of the most restrictive COVID uh, entry and exit and quarantine requirements of any country. So I didn't even get to say, shake hands with my colleagues or feel Vention until I'd been in the business for four months. But to to directly answer your question, I was the um, director of global accounts for actually a Pennsylvania-based company called Amatech, um, based in Berwyn, uh, probably not too far from where some of your facilities are at PSA. Uh, more specifically, I was responsible for the Creaform division in the Ultra Precision Technologies Group. Uh, we were in the precision measurement business, and. I was um, tasked with selling a robotic 3D scanning cell and bringing that to our global customers like Honda and Ford and Nissan, that sort of thing. And, you know, whenever you're working in the inspection world, you know, your jigs and your tooling and your work holdings are, are quite an important part of that. You know, parts that you want to measure with high precision need to be clamped. You know, they don't float in space. They can't be moving in the air. Correct. And we would go to tool shops and ask for quotations for maybe the a work holding for the front fascia of a Chevrolet so we could scan it. I would get quotes for six to eight months, $60,000, hours and hours of design. I said, you know, th this isn't going to work. So one of my colleagues discovered this thing called Vention. Uh, so the sh and we were able to then answer our customers' needs in a couple of days and able to get uh, our capital goods out the door much faster because Vention provided us with an accelerator that we otherwise wouldn't have had. So play the movie forward another year. I saw the position uh, for head of channel posted on LinkedIn, reached out to the hiring manager, and here we are. But in the short answer, how did I land at Vention? I started at Vention as a customer. Nice. Nice. Mm. That's great. That's a great story. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And I, I'd been in the startup world before, and I had I had the itch to go back. I really enjoyed working at Amatech. I, I learned a lot there. I, I think it's a first-class business, and you can see how well they've done against the others during COVID. Uh, if you look at their stock price and the record earnings call they just had. But uh, I worked at a startup called uh, Rethink Robotics uh, for two years prior to Amatech. And, you know, I was very sensitive to making sure there was what I call some meat behind those potatoes. Rethink Robotics had a great idea, um, but in the end, they weren't the winner in the space because the hardware was not up to the level of universal robots, for example. Mm -hmm. um, and that company ended up, uh, ended up liquidating. That, so I enjoyed my four years in a large S&P 500 stable business, but I really liked my experience in the startup environment. I liked the people. I liked the agility. I liked how fast we could go, going back to what you mentioned. And Vention gave me the opportunity to exercise what I learned in the big business, have the culture of the startup, but also have the tangible product and sales wins that are indicative of a healthy business. And Vention checked a lot of boxes for me in that regard. Yeah, sure. And it's just accelerated, you know, after since you joined. Uh, has there been any growing pains? I mean, what's you're in five different continents, Vention is. Uh, has there been any growing pains when you're accelerating a growth from from 10 individuals to 400 in such a short period of time? Yeah, ab absolutely. I mean, so when I joined, we were about 200 people. I think we're at 380 uh, at, at last check as of yesterday. And, you know, one of the main challenges we had, and I think um, I'll, I'll preface this comment afterwards, but we had a hard time hiring people. 
um, you know, until unfortunately the last three months when the tech labor market burst, uh, there was a true war on talent going on. So when you want to yeah. grow your business and you've got venture money, they expect you to spend it and hire people. Hiring people was uh, was a challenge. There was a lot of other companies that had you know good products and competitive offers. So hiring, uh, I think, you know, was a challenge because the labor market was very very robust and high tech. I think we've seen a little bit of a correction of that going on in the last two months. But from a more tangible perspective, you know, taking a, nor a business that was primarily serving North America, and we sent four people to Berlin, Germany and said, start a business. You know, we're now at almost 40 people over there, you know, founding a GmbH, opening bank accounts, finding warehousing space and operations staff in Germany, finding, uh, you know, people to come work and, and sell the product all the while, while they couldn't go visit the headquarters in Canada due to quarantine restrictions. So it's been uh, opening our U.S. office in Boston was a bit more straightforward. Uh, we did that sort of after some, uh, let's say, um, border restrictions had been lifted by both the U.S. and Canadian governments. But, you know, I think trying to double the size of your business and headcount in an ultra competitive labor market was certainly a challenge for us. Uh, I think we did very well, but I, I won't say it was easy. On the other hand, you know, effectively going to Germany, you sort of have to set up a new company. It's not, you know, a subsidiary. It's not a satellite office. If you want to rent a car, for example, you need a German bank account. These are the sort of things that, that we had to learn and, uh, and do it on the fly without headquarters being able to really go support it for the first few months. So um, I was very impressed to see the resourcefulness and uh, agility of our people that really em embrace these challenges and, and believe very strongly in, in building something from nothing. And, and I'm sure we uh, have plans for further expansion in the future as well. Oh, fantastic. So with locations, obviously Canada, United States, Germany, and others, do you go to market the same way in each of those locations, those countries? At it. At its core, yes. And what I mean by that is, you know, you have a website available in, in the English language or the French language in Quebec or the German language. Uh, you can configure your items. We have a staff that can support you with design and sales. Um, so at, at the core, yes. But as we've evolved our business, and this is sort of where I think uh, my, my role comes into play, Joe, and I, my, on our relationship with PSA, is that we saw what we thought was going to be competition for systems integrators actually being a good source of synergy. So we've decided to go to market through channels as well as just directly. Because Joe, I'm sure when you're your mechanical designers, even though you're not the final user of our product, you can benefit very much from that speed of delivery, the price yeah. transparency, the robust materials. And when I talk to systems integrators about where they drive money in a project, I often find the, the, the true profit centers are maybe, you know, application identification, helping the customer define their problem, make a scope of work that is achievable. You know, the, the controls design is often highly differentiated. Maybe the transformative end of arm tooling, the on-site install, training the customer, the hours of billing after the fact. But when I was talking to integrators, they were saying, you know, mechanical design, mechanical build, concepting, there are things that we need to do but we'd rather buy than make. 
Mm-hmm. Invention is sort of a, an outsource extension of your of your engineering team, Joe. I, I've found where mm-hmm. people say, "Hey, we're we're doing this. Uh, whatever's going on inside that machine frame is PSA's business." But you know, I'm sure you have limited mechanical design b- bandwidth. Everybody does, so you right. want those ladies or gentlemen designing and cutting and building things that are net new, that are highly differentiated, things that you can charge a lot for, for mm-hmm. machine framing, machine guarding. These sort of things have become somewhat commoditized, and we think we have the best supply chain to deliver those things. So we found, in addition to serving end users well, um, you know what we thought was going to be our competition and systems integrators have actually turned out to be a uh, a large growth channel for us. So going back to Europe, when you think about language skills, locality, scaling quickly, we very much leveraged our relationships with systems integrators, both in the U.S. and in Europe, to help us get to market faster and uh, supply them to have access to their customer list, which would otherwise take us years to develop on our own. Yeah, Peter, I'll tell you, you guys are a great partner to PSA, without a doubt. I mean, I I feel we work really, really well together, uh, the two organizations. Uh, we, we collaborate extremely well on, on projects and opportunities. Your team does a phenomenal job of, of getting an opportunity or finding the lead, uh, valuing that opportunity, vetting it out, and then you decide whether it's something you're going to take internally or you could bring in an integrator like a PSA. And when you come to PSA with this opportunity, like I said before, it's well vetted out. You have a lot of detailed information that we can jump right in there and start conversations with a customer that, you know, we can then bring value uh, to that to that opportunity. And, you know, it, it just works really, really well. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, Joe. And I think what our relationships with systems integrators allow us to do is uh, is punch above our weight. For example, Vention will go on site and do turnkey installations of our FANUC industrial palletizer, of our Doosan collaborative robot palletizer, of our universal robot palletizers. But, you know, sometimes a customer wants, you know, uh, a, a full packaging line of complete custom automation where maybe it doesn't align with exactly what we're able to do ourselves. So in partnering, um, you know, with PSA, it, uh, it allows us to, to take on things that are outside of the scope of our own turnkey offerings. And, you know, and I think that works, that's worked really well. And, you know, and I know in speaking to some of the customers that we've worked on together, they're now coming back to PSA uh, for more projects and in turn, additional consumption of ventions. So going back to the go-to-market strategy, uh, you know, if it's not something we can do ourselves, we don't necessarily want to get involved in every project, but if there's something that aligns with the core competencies of our partners, uh, you know, PSA's, uh, you know, been a great example of that, you know, I think we've uh, we've done a, a very nice job together at some uh, some plastics companies in New York, for example. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, so we have some success stories through partners. Um, you know, also we have you know great customers like Sager Foods, direct palletizing uh, companies, and and I think we, you know, we also address businesses of of a lot of different scales. You know, mm-hmm. we'll you'll see. Um, you know, some of the largest automotive manufacturers in the world uh, leveraging Vention, but you'll also see the third generation CNC shop uh, where the son is trying to figure out how to modernize his business as his father or mother prepares for retirement and, and being able to attack the big fish directly or in partnership with a company like PSA, but also uh, providing 
a an automation ecosystem that is accessible to a business of any scale is is something I really personally like about Vention. I don't think automation should be reserved for the privileged few. I, I grew up in a country that's entering its second recession during my professional life, and one where, at least in the my college years, manufacturing was grossly undervalued as a national asset or as a competency that people should enjoy, think is cool, specialize in. And being able to be a, a small part of making automation more accessible and adoptable by businesses of any scale, not just Ford and Lockheed Martin, you know, and Unilever, but, you know, Johnson Machine Incorporated, that, that's just a company I made up. But those are the sort of things that, that make me proud to work at a business uh, like Vention because there's a, a tangible benefit to American manufacturing uh, for the little guy as well as the big guy. Yeah, for sure. I love that. I, I love that. Yeah. That's, I deal with a lot of small businesses, and uh, that's music to my ears, Peter. And, uh, yeah, we're coming up on the 250th anniversary of the United States of America in, uh, in uh, what, that's four years, I guess. Um, what a story that can tell about your company you're going to build on and that you can tell. You know, on that, on that 250th anniversary of our country. Yeah, and, you know, yeah. I, I think it's 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 been great, too, to, you know, working for a company based out of Montreal. It's allowed me as a professional, you know, to grow and interact with people in, uh, in different parts of the world and, you know, to sort of to bring, you know, the best of both sides of the border together. You know, I, I was fortunate enough by the age of 27 to have conducted business in person in almost 30 countries. But I can tell wow. you, uh, Canada has uh, always been my favorite. I've been working uh, for div uh, either a Canadian company or divisions of a business based in Canada for the last six years. I'm not sure why it turned out that way, why they wanted a Texan <laughs> or now a, a Georgian on their teams. But uh you know, it's it's been it's been great because Canada has a, a lot of the exact same, uh, let's say, labor sure. reshoring challenges that that we have uh, as the United States to remain competitive. I think uh, sure. they certainly felt a lot of supply chain strains. I, I didn't check the toilet paper situation in Canada during COVID, but I bet they had <laughs> empty shelves as well. Oh yeah, they did. My, I, I married a Canadian. <laughs> I married a Canadian. I can tell you the they have. We've we've heard the same stories. <laughs> from the family and friends back in Canada, for sure. Uh, so when you look at the, the next generation coming, you know, for whether it's the tech schools, high schools, colleges, universities, does Vention play a role in, in any of those? Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, in fact, one thing that comes to mind, last year we were very proud to partner with a, a, an organization called ECAMI, uh, which is a, it's called the East Kentucky Advanced Manufacturing Institute, if I, if I don't go, uh, if I remember my acronym correctly. And, you know, what their mission is, you know, that, that in, for better, for worse, you know, uh, climate politics have gutted uh, the coal industry and the livelihoods of, of many families there. I won't get into the motivation of it on this call, but it is a reality when an industry sort of ends, mm -hmm. you know, there's collateral damage people's children wondering where their food is coming from, you know, for mm -hmm. example. And, you know, these technical colleges, even, you know, in universities, we're very proud to partner with the uh, McNair Aerospace Center at the University of South Carolina. We're proud to supply Texas A&M. Uh, you know, these are uh, 
opportunities that we want to be a part of the education of industry. And we're certainly not doing that alone. There are great suppliers like FANUC, Universal Robots, OnRobot, partners of ours that mm -hmm. also are very, very proactive in this space. One of our systems integration partners, Telemon Robotics, they did, uh, I think, I believe they outfitted like 40 workrooms at Vinicius University in Indiana last year with robotics invention hardware. So I think not only do we want to participate in this space, Space, we have an obligation uh, to do it for the health of North American industry. And, you know, of course, there's the business externalities of that. What you learn at your trade school or at your university is often what you end up using when you get hired into industry. Exactly. So, you know, of, of course, I think that will pay us back in some way indirectly. But the short answer, Joe, is absolutely yes. Whether it's a training school to teach coal miners how to become machinists or universities where you have uh, PhD students uh, doing robotics projects, uh, you know, from the level of retraining, you know, a blue collar worker to a PhD student, I think Vention has a role to play in, in both of those realms. It's great to hear. Yeah, thank you for that. Much appreciated. So, uh, Marty, I don't know. I'm. This has been a great conversation. I'm. I don't know. Great, yeah, yeah, great conversation. I normally ask, well, is there something that we didn't talk about that you want to bring home to us? Uh, this is a wide ranging and a fascinating discussion. But with all that being said, Peter, is there something in your brain that's popping into your brain? And say, well, I want to make sure I tell tell uh, tell the audience this. Is there something you'd want to mention? Sure, and I'll admit this this might be a bit self-serving, so bear with Go me, right uh, Joe, Joe and Marty, but keep an eye on uh, Vention's latest release called uh, Machine Cloud. You know, when you think about, you know, the evolution of industrial machines from, you know, parent-child uh, PLC relationships, edge control versus, uh, you know, centralized control, we're trying to do something pretty different here where, you know, you go from, you know, we, we started with the mechanical design of your product, maybe the mechatronic design of a robotic cell, the sourcing, but taking that a step further to deployment and remote deployment as well. When you think about uh, potential, you know, we may have another pandemic in the future, you know, business travel is not what it used to be. Uh, people are tolerating more and more virtual business, remote commissioning, things of that nature. And we really want to be at the forefront of how people take the next step and not just receiving their goods, but also maintaining them, monitoring them. So if there's a problem going on in the middle of the night and the factory manager needs to change a pallet pattern because they switched production, you know, that can be done. You know, the gentleman can log into Vention.io on their iPad, log mm -hmm. into their machine directly, see what's going on and make real changes and upload it without having to interrupt the machine as it's working and without having to touch anything. So these are the kind of things that we've just started to release with our machine cloud, which was launched officially at our demo day uh, product launch event in September. Um, but I think that, you know, is now in its first iteration. But, you know, Vention's only been around five years. So if I look at the growth that we were able to do on what we released two years ago to now, yeah. I have very high hopes for that product, not just for end users, but also maybe for subsystems for uh, large things that you're putting together, Joe, as sure. we support you in your large projects. And, you know, I would say... Uh, you know, if you're ever in Montreal, give us or Boston, give us a call. We would love to uh, love to visit you. Invite uh, anybody to our showroom. And you know, next year we'll be at Automate. We'll be at Automatica. We'll be part you know, ATX West. We'll be participating in all the industry events where um, where you'd expect to find Vention or any industrial supplier. And 
you know, that's where you can experience Vention, not just in the cloud and our platform, but we also understand things need to see and, and be touched and, and that sort of thing. So we're there. And, you know, and finally, I, I to quote, uh, there was an old political slogan from the 80s called GPAC, give peace a chance. So I'm going to knock, I'm going to rip that off and say, give extrusion a chance. I think it's got a bad, <laughs> I think it's got a bad name in the market. There's, you know, no two aluminum profiles are created equal from a metallurgy perspective, from a geometry perspective. And one thing that I think that we can do is really shorten the supply chains and shorten the burden on steel in the world. Steel lead times are way too long right now. And we need steel, you know, as a as a manufacturing sector. And I feel sometimes we rely on it because maybe... Uh, you know, maybe an assembler didn't put together an extruded uh, aluminum frame right, or maybe didn't use the right type of linkages, or maybe didn't use premium 6003 alloys. And these are the things where we think we can create sort of a new class of industrial furniture, framing, and hardware in between your legacy extrusion providers below steel, but really take extrusion as far as it can be taken. We have a lot of really interesting methods of linkages, connections, mechanical pokey oaks that... I feel uh, can open up some spaces that previously were only reserved for steel. And by definition, if it was reserved for steel before, that means a lot of time. And if you can turn more projects out of your shop floor, Joe, as a systems integrator, that's more money in your shareholder's pocket if you can do one extra project a year based on saving a couple days over and over again. Yeah, very well said. Yeah, thanks a lot, Peter. This is a great conversation. Much appreciated. Yeah, my my pleasure. I, I really appreciate you reaching out uh, to me and Marty. It was nice. was nice to meet you. I hope to hope to shake hands with you at some industry event or uh, something down the road. Yeah. yeah, give us the web your website one more time. www.vention.io. V e n t i o n. i o. And our guest has been Peter Martinez. And uh, Peter, thank you so much for being part of the podcast. We, we do appreciate it. Likewise. Thanks, Have a nice afternoon, gentlemen. Take care. Thank you for listening to the PSA BizTech Podcast. The PSA BizTech Podcast is a production of Production Systems Automation. More information on this podcast and PSA can be found at PSASystems.com. That's PSASystems.com.